0: We're a blessed bunch, aren't we? Amen. We're so blessed. we got so much to be thankful for. Yeah. You know, don't waste a day being down. Amen. They're too precious. Yeah. You know, most people have about 30,000 days. You know, at average kind of life. And, you know, if you're middle-aged, then you've already spent fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 of those so you got about 15,000 days left down here. And I said, that's depressing, Brother Keith. <clears throat> you don't want to live in a dream world like you're always going to be down here. You're not. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Your life and my life is a vapor. It is a puff. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, right. There was Keith, poof, now he's in heaven. <laughs> there was you, poof, now you're in heaven. Huh? So what, why am I saying this? Every morning when you get up, savor life. Amen. Take a breath and go, hi, ah, thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, this is the day the Lord is made. And it's a day he's given me. I ain't got many. I don't have many of these. Right? So I will rejoice and be glad. And make a difference. Amen. Bless somebody, help somebody today, and make a difference. Amen. It's so sad to see people waste so much of their life in a stupor and in a depression and in a lull when it's so short. And you don't want to wake up at the end of your life and go, what did I do? You know, wasted my days. Everybody said out loud, I do not waste my days. I redeem the time time. with God's help. help. Amen. Amen. Would you turn to our uh, text that we've been looking at in previous Sunday mornings, John the 13th chapter. We've been talking about the subject of the love of God. And nobody's tired of hearing about the love of God. I know John 13. Thank you, Lord. Verse 34. Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this Shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another? These are the words of the Master. This is the New Testament commandment. All the law is fulfilled in these things. Loving each other, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves, And more particularly here, as he said, loving each other as he has loved us. Fulfills all the requirements of the law, but how many know that'll keep you busy? Hmm? So we don't have to keep the Ten Commandments anymore. Well, they are fulfilled in keeping this. If I love you, I'm not going to lie to you, or lie on you. I'm not going to steal from you. I'm not going to, you know, try to take your wife. I'm not going to covet what you have. You understand, love would keep me from doing all that. So if I'm walking in this, I am automatically keeping the Ten Commandments. But uh, he said that this is how everybody around would know that we are really Christians, that we've really been born again, is the way I love my fellow Christian, the way I love you, the way you love me. And love is not a feeling. God is love. And love is demonstrated in Action, word and action. First John, you know, we've read this previously. He said, don't just love in word, but love in deed and in truth. Love in action. Everybody say that out loud. Love in action. It's just like faith. Faith without works is dead. Love without works is dead. Love acts. And the primary action of love is found in the same book of John, just go back a few chapters to the third chapter, and see the primary action of love. John three. Many people know this verse. John three sixteen. Anybody up there? You in John three sixteen? For God so loved the world. That he what? Gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that he gave. The Lord said this to me some years ago in a time of waiting on him. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but very distinctly inside. He he said to me, he said, Keith, giving is the chief expression of love. The greatest expression expression of love is giving now when I heard that I wasn't sure that that was right I thought giving I said Lord if I preach this you know people will say well sure that's what a preacher would say giving (laughs) and as I'm thinking giving is the greatest expression of love while I was trying to, to to get that settled in my heart he brought that scripture to my remembrance John 3 16 God so loved the world that he gave what is the greatest expression of love God is love. What is his greatest expression of love for us? He gave us Jesus. Right? Didn't say God so loved the world that he yelled from heaven. I love you. It's great to tell people that you love them. But that is not the greatest expression of love. He didn't say, you know, that God so loved the world that he yelled from heaven. I have all these feelings for you. I just whoo, I just feel for you. No feeling is not the greatest expression of love. And that's where so many people get into trouble because they think love is a feeling. So if I got the feeling, I love you. If the thrill is gone, I don't. Sorry. So people are falling in love and they're falling out of love. Today I feel like I love you. Tomorrow I don't feel like. I feel like I don't like you. That's being carnal. Any sinner can do that. Right? Aren't you glad God didn't go by his feelings? Wonder if he has any feelings. Wonder if all the body of Christ's actions, all of them make him feel rosy and Wonderful. But does he quit loving us because of something that he didn't like? No. Sometimes people, you know, they say, well, you know, God loves me just the way that I am. Said who? Who said that? Now, he loves you no matter how you are, but that doesn't mean he loves all your goofy ways. He didn't have to love all of your ungodliness and your idiosyncrasies and your selfishness. He loves you. In spite of all that, he loves me just the way that I, no, no, he loves you, but he wants you to become more like him in all your ways. Amen? Amen. Now, something that is such a big part of, of love, giving is the chief expression, the greatest expression of love. But you'll find that how you give, like we've already, we talked about this in the offering psalm, reveals whether it's really love or whether it's something else. Now, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Jesus loved us so much that he gave himself. There's like four or five references in the New Testament where it says that Jesus gave himself for us that proves once and for all that he loves us. But you know, he's still giving. Hebrew says he ever lives to make intercession for us. He's still giving to us after the resurrection. And he said, I've gone to prepare a place for you that he's giving us upon our arrival. You know, the Lord's blessed Phyllis and I with a nice place to, to live and stay here. And, and we've been so thankful for it and enjoying it. And, and I told her the other night, I said, you know, a nice place to stay must be important. Huh? Why would the Lord say, I'm leaving. What I'm going to do while I'm gone is I'm going to prepare a place for you. Must be important, mustn't it? He said, in my father's house are many efficiencies. Many log cabins. So then that song is unscriptural. Lord, just build me a cabin in the corner of Glory Land. I don't want no cabin. Cabins are all right, they're, you know, but I want what he said he's going. he's fixing me, Amen. right? Amen. Mansion. Amen. Everybody say mansion. Amen. Some folks, it's hard for him to even say it. Say it out loud again. Say it one more time, real loud. Mansion. 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 Of course, now you know God's will in heaven is not the same as for the earth. Huh? It's not God's will for you to have mansions on the earth. (laughs) But it is His will for you to have mansions in heaven. He taught us to pray, Thy will be done on earth. As it is. Well, I just don't believe it like that. Well, I know you don't. And that's why you don't have one. (laughs) But how many believe that it is important for you to have a nice place? Must be. Why would the Lord, as part of our eternal reward, say, I'm going to prepare a place? I read some years ago about a man, actually a doctor, who fell off of a balcony and dashed his head on the sidewalk, and he actually they rushed him to the hospital, and he died. And they they said, you know, they they finally got him back. And uh, he said, while he was while he was dead, he went to heaven. He's a Christian. He said he saw the Lord, and the Lord showed him some things in heaven. And he said one thing he showed him, said he took him to this place and there was this valley and there was this mountain behind it and there was this beautiful uh, home and all this acreage and, and lakes and all this stuff and the Lord said this is your abode. I looked it up after I read that, and and when it it says, you know, in my father's house are are many mansions, I looked it up. It is literally the word abode, and in English we get a word from it called manor, M-A-N-O-R, which means a landed estate. See, people have had it in their mind that, you know, you got the streets of glory, and you got houses with columns in the front, and they're right beside each other. Well, who said it was like that, you know? He said he was just amazed. He's standing there looking at it, and and, and this house is just like he likes. And this lake, oh, wow. But there's also a mountain back there, just like he likes. And the Lord knows what he's thinking. And he said, the Lord said to him, he said, I know what each of my children like. And I custom build their abodes for them. glory to God that sounds like the Lord that sounds just like him doesn't it amen well if it's important then it's important now I mean the finest thing you could have doesn't compare to that right but you can sure enjoy something nice for the duration right believe God come up Amen. You can have your own place. Amen. A place where it's peace and quiet. A place where you can plant whatever flower you want. If you want to get in your backyard and pray in tongues, you can. Amen. Your place. Somebody lay hold of that. A place where you can invite people in, entertain them. Bless them. Amen. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus loved us so much, he gave himself. Galatians 2, that many of you are familiar with, he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can you see this already? The, the chief expression of love is what? How do we know God loves us? He gave us Jesus and every day. He, gi- he gives you right now your next breath. He gives you your next heartbeat. He gives us the sunshine and the rain. He never stops giving. He just keeps giving and giving and giving. Why? Because He is love. And love gives. Well, what about you and I? If we love, then we what? What? We give, and this is much, much more than money, right? Yeah, we give money. We're givers of money and givers of things and stuff. But the most precious things are not tangible. We give friendship. We give loyalty. We give time. We give faith in people. We give our words. Amen? Amen? Are you a love child of the love God? Somebody say yes. yes. Then you are a what? Giver. giver. Everybody said out loud. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm, a giver by nature. I'm a giver by nature. I live to give. I live to give. Giving, is living giving is living to me. To me. I, enjoy I enjoy giving. I delight in giving. I delight in Now, God delights in showing mercy, Micah says. He delights in giving, but his giving is gracious giving. He's not paying us what he owes us, is he? He's graciously giving to us what we did not deserve. And he's not buying from us. Hmm? He didn't say, I'll give you eternal life if you'll do this. Did you hear me? Now, I want to show you, we've already seen godly giving. But I want to show you devilish giving. Go to the book of Luke, please. Well, go to Matthew 10 on your way. Matthew 10. Then we're going to Luke 10. Four. everybody happy yeah. Sit out loud I'm a, giver. I'm a giver oh this is so important man it's important I'm a giver, I'm a giver. I live to give, live to give. Yeah. God is a giver amen yeah. I'm a giving child of a giving God which means I'm a loving child of a loving God no such thing as being full of love and, and dominated by love and stingy. No such thing. No such thing. Live to give. You know, in Matthew 10, are you there? What is it? The eighth verse, I believe it is. Matthew ten eight. The last part of it, what does it say? Freely, Freely you have what? Received. Why have we received? There would have been nothing to receive unless something had been given. Why was it given to us? Not because we deserved or earned and merited, but just because God in His gracious love loved us, gave to us, loves us and gives to us. And because of that, we have received freely. Everybody say freely. freely. That means no strings what kind of contract did God make you sign when you were born again? What did he force you? Uh, what, what agreements or stipulations did he force you to comply with that you agree you would give to him so much, or you would do this or you would do that? No, no, no. Now, people try to do this kind of stuff. I mean, uh, soldiers in time of, of battle and conflict, they try to make deals with God and, and people in the middle of bad business deals and everything. God, if you'll do this and get me out of here, then I will do this. Wrong thinking. I said wrong thinking. You don't bargain with God. You don't deal with God. You, you can't buy your salvation. You can't trade You don't have it, you didn't have anything valuable enough to trade for salvation. Hmm? That's like somebody coming up to Phyllis for her jag and say, you know, I got two popsicle sticks. Let's trade. I trade my stick straight across for your car. You're not in position to trade. And our best works and our best natural righteousness was as filthy rags. We, We didn't have anything to trade. Hmm? But Jesus did. I said Jesus did. Amen. He had something to trade. Amen. And he traded, he gave his blood for us. And he bought us. And then he gave us salvation freely. Everybody say freely. freely. Oh, it's one of the reasons why I love him so much. The devil is a Manipulator. The devil is a forcer and a coercer and a controller. God is not. He owns me and you multiplied times over. He owns us by right of creation. He made us. Made us spirit, soul, and body. He owns us by right of sustenance. If he took away our breath, we die right now. He took away our sun; the planet dies right now. But not only that, in our freedom, in our free will, man gave himself away, sold to sin, and he bought back his own creation with the blood of the Lamb. Now he owns us. That's at least three times over he owns us. And I'm sure it's more than that. But he owns us. And he turns around and says, here's the keys. Serve me if you want to. My, my. And what if you don't want to serve him? You don't have to. He won't make you. Now you're a fool if you don't. Everybody say freely. Freely we've received. Oh, you know, this is one of the main reasons the, the Lord's given us the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Corinthians, we've been given that his spirit that we might know the things that are freely given to us. Anybody like this besides me? Yeah. Oh glory. Freely. Yeah. No strings. God. Everybody said out loud. Freely you've received. Freely you've received. So then what follows? Freely give. freely give. Yes, give, but not just give, give freely. What does it mean freely give? No strings. Right? We're not trying to buy anything. We're not trading. Giving. What is giving? Here. Enjoy. What do you want? Nothing. How do I repay you? No no repaying. It's not a loan. It's a gift. You know, I've had people that uh, the Lord dealt with me to do something for them financially and materially, and they wouldn't receive it. Not too many times, but... Thinking of this one man, you know, uh, we we did something for him, uh, helped him with some some things on his property and that kind of thing. And and he said, well, what I owe you? And and we said nothing. Actually, my my dad, my father, and I were doing it for somebody else in the community. We said nothing. And he said, oh yeah yeah, let me pay you. And we said no no. And and the guy kind of got irritated. He said, well, I don't want to be beholden to you. We said you're not. Well, when can I pay you back? It's not a loan, it's a gift. Well, I don't want to owe anybody anything. You you couldn't owe us, it's not a loan. It's a gift. But he he couldn't get a hold of that concept. And you know people that can't receive from people, can't receive from God. They just don't receive, they're not receivers. And that's a huge problem. Huge problem. He didn't realize it. He wasn't just telling us no. He's telling the Lord no. Because it was the Lord who dealt with us to do it. And he's telling, no, no, I don't want any handouts from the Lord. Well, how about falling down and dying? Because every breath you've got is a gift from him. What do you mean? You know what that is? That is ugly, stinking pride. And God gives His grace to who? The humble. You want God to be able to give you more? Grow in humility. Now go to Luke four. Let me show you devil giving. Everybody say, Freely I've received. Freely I received. received. Freely I give. Freely Luke four. Jesus is in the wilderness being tempted by. Of the enemy. And in verse 6. The devil said to him. Well no excuse. Go back to verse 5. Excuse me. The devil took him up into a high mountain. And showed to him. All the kingdoms of the world. In a moment of time. And the devil said to him. All this power. Or the word is authority. All this authority. Over all these. You know kingdoms in the world. Will I what? I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Somebody said, Well, it was already his. No. He's talking about the kingdoms of this world. Did you know 2 Corinthians 4 4 says Satan is the God of this world? Know that? So how I mean you you understand all the ungodliness that's ruling in world systems, that's not God. Right? Well, who is that? That's the devil. And sometimes people say, "Well, the, the devil didn't have that to give." Well, then it wasn't a temptation. And the Bible says it was a temptation. No, he 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 did have it to give, but he's not. Want, is he wanting to freely give something to the Lord? What is, what follows right behind it? Huh? You see that word? For that is delivered to me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it, if you will worship me, all will be yours. Is this giving? It's not giving. He's trying to buy something, isn't he? He's trying to bribe something, but he's calling it giving. This is devil giving. Hmm? What's God giving? Freely. Freely. Freely freely giving now you remember first corinthians 13 talks about if i give all of my stuff for the food for people to eat if i give my body to be burned and have not love it profits me nothing how could you give all that and not have love well you can you can give for other reasons or you call it giving i'd put quotation marks around it It's, It's not real giving actually the the word there for giving if i give my body to be burned it's not really give it's the word surrender if i surrender and give it up well that already uh, indicates remorse doesn't it i don't want to do it but to be a good christian i'll be a martyr you know and and sadness shows it's not real giving what the apostle paul said i will very gladly Spend and be spent for you. Though the more I love you seems like the less you love me. Not asking for anything in return. Now we're getting into something here, aren't we? Real love. The real love of God. If you're full of the love of God, you are a giver. No two or three ways about it. You're selfish and stingy and can't turn loose of anything then you are not letting the love of God... you either not born again or you're not letting the love of God on the inside uh, lead you and guide you. You know, I, I can tell exactly the time in Phyllis in my life when we really begin to come out of poverty. I know it. I remember distinctly the little place we lived in. And I got so tired of being broke. I was just so fed up with it. Didn't have enough money to get across town I mean, just ridiculous. Year after year, broke, and then we got behind. I mean, you were barely making it to start with. Now you're behind. You got to maintain plus catch up. It was hard, tough. And I remember falling across the bed and weeping and saying, Lord, this is not right. I know this is not your will. I know you're not doing this to me. Help me. Show me. What what have I got to change? What have I got to do? And he began to teach me things. It seemed like for the next five years, he was teaching me on that subject. And there were basic, basic things, but it was things that I knew, but wasn't really doing. or wasn't doing at all. One of the first ones he gave me was, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. He said, son, you can't pay all your bills and do everything first, and then see if you got something left to give to me. you got to put me first. Put me first. Take the first and the best off the top. Don't even think about the rest. Give to me first. Amen? Amen. People talk about, I can't afford to tithe. It ain't a matter of afford. It's a matter of faith. Amen? Amen. And when we begin to do that, we begin to come up. But one of the second thing, uh, I guess the second major thing, he said the liberal soul will be made fat. The liberal soul. Generous. You, you love to give, you're generous in your giving, and you're glad to do it. We begin to to break free from selfishness and turn things loose. There are times I came home uh, without my coat, without my tie, and without my shoes. And happy to do it. Amen? And and, and the Lord dealt with you about certain things. You thought, well, that's, that's my thing. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, but the Lord dealt with you to sew it, so you did. And not do it grudgingly. Don't do it because you think you have to. Because you don't have to. Do it gladly. Are you listening with your spirits this morning, friend? Th- I'm telling you, this is I know this is one of the biggest turning points in our life. When we begin to come out of lack and into extra. When we begin to not just... I, we had given before up to that point. You know, kind of, sort of. <laughs> you know what? Tithed sort of. Anybody know what I mean by that? But we made the commitment. God is first. And then when we give, we're glad to give. You don't think, do I have to give? No, you don't have to give. You get to give. It's a privilege. And begin to look around. What have I got that I can give? What have I got that I can sow? I can make somebody happy today. Amen? Amen. Now listen to me carefully. Don't just give what you've got away haphazardly. You can waste your seed. I'm not talking about doing that, just running out and grabbing the first person you see and emptying your pocketbook. I'm not saying that. But be willing to part with anything. That was a little weak. I said be willing to part with anything. And there, there sometimes the Lord will put his finger on your Isaac. You might know what the Isaac is, your most precious thing in your life. He'll say, I want that. And you don't go, oh God, not my Isaac, not my Isaac, that's my baby. Then you are unworthy of what he's got in mind for you. God's not a thief. If he ever says, I want your Isaac. If you've got any sense at all, you'll jump up and go, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You got him. Because he's got a plan. Huh? He's got a plan. He's setting you up for major stuff. In your future. Everybody say freely give. give. Now, freely give is with no strings. Everybody say "No no strings. Go to the sixth chapter of Luke. Luke 6 and verse 30. Is this okay this morning? Luke 6 and verse 30. How does it start off? You know, I looked up last night. The word give in some form appears in the Bible over 2,000 times. That's amazing. Two 2,000 times the word give must be a major, 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 major subject. He said, give to every man that asks of you. For him that takes away your goods, ask him not again. Well, you're sure not married to stuff, then, are you? You say, ah, stuff I can get plenty more. Huh? Yeah. Lots more more where that came from. They make new ones every day. And the new ones are improved. I got no problem giving this one away. God will give me a better one, a bigger one than this. Nicer. Amen. Oh, I might have to do without one a week or two or a month or even a year. But what's that? I'll wind up better off. Amen? That's some kind of weak amens in parts of the crowd. He said, verse 31, As you would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. He said, If you love them that love you, what thank have you? For sinners also love those that love them. Do you see this? If you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have you? For sinners also do even the same. If you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. See, this scratch my back and I'll scratch yours is not the love of God. You understand? You do this for me and then later on I'll do something for you. Sinners do that. Right? Unsaved people do that. That is not the love of God. He said, verse 35, love even your enemies, and do good and lend, we which say give, hoping for what? Hoping or expecting for nothing again. Now that doesn't mean you're expecting nothing from your giving. You are expecting from God, but you're not expecting anything from the one you gave to. right? Oh friend, if everybody in this place got this real strong in your heart and we got it settled and we lived like this from now, it would totally change families and relationships and ministries. It would eliminate and avoid all kinds of problems for our future. Do good hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. So you are going to get some. Your reward will be great, and you'll be the children of the highest, for he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. He gives every day. Be merciful as your Father is merciful. Judge not, you'll not be judged. Condemn not, you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give. See, he started out saying give and he winds up saying give. Everybody say give. Yeah. Say it out loud, give. Yeah. Look at your neighbor, say give. Yeah. Look at somebody else, say give. Yeah. Give. Yeah. Is this Keith telling you to give? No. 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 Give. Give, and you'll give and give until you ain't got nothing. You'll be broke. Huh? <laughs> give and you'll run out no give and it shall be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall men give give well it's a lot of giving going on here we're giving to God he's dealing with us to give to people and then he's dealing with people to give to us that's the way it works this is his system isn't it? For with the same measure you meet, it'll be measured to you again. Now go with me to the 17th chapter of Luke. Everybody say freely give. Freely give. Now this is, this is what separates devil giving from God giving. Devil giving is here, I'm going to give you this, but I've got to have this in return. I'll give you all the authority of the kingdoms of this world, but... You got to fall down and worship me. There's no giving in that. That's buying. That's bribing. Right? In uh, Luke seventeen. Seven. Luke seventeen, seven. He says, Which of you having a servant ploughing or feeding cattle will say to him by and by when he's come from the field, go and sit down to meet? And will not rather say to him, Make ready wherewith I may sup and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward you shall eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I trow not. That means I don't think so. So likewise you, when you shall have done all those things which are commanded you, you say what? We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. What does that mean? You're not talking about what people owe you. Or what you deserve because of what you've done. You're a giver. If you require anything from the people you gave to, then you didn't really give to them. Did you hear me? I mean, Now, this happens all the time in Christian circles. Well, I gave to you, so now I need something. That's ungodly. I said it's ungodly and it is unbelief. You're trying to put pressure on somebody, which means your eyes are not on God. You're not believing Him. You're making them your source. Now, come on now, I was there for you. Taught you everything you know. Help get you started. Now I need something you need to be here for me. That's ungodly. Now you ought to be faithful to people who helped you. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the other side asking for something from somebody that you gave to. More than once. We've had people tell us, you know. I had a person call me not long back. From out of the country. And they talked about wanting to give give something big to the ministry. And I said, great, glory. And uh, But they kept calling and wanting something. Special attention. Special this, special that. I'm supposed to go meet and I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to spend time. Well, if I do that, then I'm running after somebody because I think they've got money. If I do that, then I'm treating them different than I treat you or anybody else because I think I might get some. I can't do that. I'm forbidden in the book of James to show respect to persons because they have money. Right? And what they don't realize is if God dealt with them to give it, it ain't between me and them. It's between them and God. And if he dealt with them to do it, they probably need to do it more than I need to receive it. What they don't realize is I'm going to keep believing. Hallelujah. And if they don't do it, somebody else will. Amen. I'm believing for big chunks. Anybody big in chunks. here believe? I mean big millions of dollars. Yes. You believe in women? Yes. Yeah. Big chunks. I don't care how many people God has to go through. Hallelujah. How many people say no and drag their feet? He'll find somebody that'll do it. Yeah, right. Amen. I do it. When he deals with me, I do it. So I know other people will do it too. Right? It's happening. But you, you must not ask for anything in return. If you ask for special attention. Well, I'm always there now, Brother Keith. So you should do this for me. Why? You're asking for pay. Special acknowledgement. There are a lot of folk, if you don't have them stand up pretty regular and brag on them and say, oh, so and so's doing this, they'll quit. Which means they're not giving. Doesn't it? What does it mean? They, they are wanting something. They want acknowledgement. They want place. They want attention. They want something. If you want anything in return, you're not giving. You're trying to buy. You're trying to trade. And you and you know as well as I know, if you've been in church any length of time, that there's all kind of ungodly politics yeah. that goes on. I know stuff I wish I didn't know. Yes. Goes on with denominations and churches, and I refuse to have it. Amen. No. Amen. No. Nobody has any greater standing before God than anybody else. It's all based on the grace and the blood of the Lord Jesus. And nobody's going to get any special treatment because they give a big offering. It was a privilege to give it. Nobody's going to get any special acknowledgement above somebody else because they work hard and they serve God. All of us ought to be working hard. Amen and serving God. Can you say amen? Amen. Well, we did this for you. Now, why don't you do this? You, you didn't give us anything. You loaned us something. Now, you're wanting your pay. <laughs> no. Say it out loud again. I'm a, giver. I'm a giver. I give freely. I, give free. I, freely, received, I freely received. And I freely give. I freely give. No, strings. no strings. No requirements. No requirement. I expect nothing. See, did you see? We just got through reading it. He said, "Give, lend." He said, "Hoping for nothing again, not looking for a thing from them." I know a fellow one time that I lived beside. The Lord had given me some cash. Had a big roll of money in my pocket. I mean, like that—that that feels good, don't it? Have a big roll of cash and uh, several hundred dollars bills, which was big to me. This was several years ago at that time, and uh, still, still good. And I was out, my next door neighbor, and talking to him a little bit, and I don't think he even went to church. But the Lord dealt with me, peel off about half of them and give them to him. I thought, huh? (laughs) I mean, uh, I don't even know he serves you, Lord. He said, did I ask you any of that? I said, no, sir. He said, well, peel off about half of that and give it to him. I said, yes, sir. Now, if we're smart, we'll do it how? Quickly. Quickly and what? Willingly and gladly expecting for nothing again from the people we gave it to. So I said, I said, uh, called his name, didn't say brother, I didn't know if he was a brother. I called his name, I said, you know, I'd like to give you something. And I peeled off his, I don't know, what was it, three or four hundred dollars? Five hundred dollars. Phyllis remembers. Five hundred dollars. And I gave it to him, and he said, what's this for? I said, I don't know. <laughs> He said, well, why are you giving it to me? I said, I don't know. I said, could you use it for something? He said, oh. He began to tear up. He said, "Uh, I had planned to take my family on vacation for this whole year. And we got our travel and we got our lodging. But some things came up and I didn't have a dime for spending money our cash and we're supposed to leave i guess it was the next day or two i said well you got some now he said he said well i'll pay you back i said no you won't it's not a loan he said well yeah i'll pay you back i said no no you won't it's a it's not a loan it's a gift he said he looked at me said well what do you want i said nothing i had to tell him like three times he said what do you want i said i don't want a thing he said well thank you And he was a good neighbor, too. Everybody say, give. Give. And it'll be given to you. you. But give how? Freely. 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 Everybody say, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. 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 Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge.